You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Darnielle Jervie Harmon. If this is your first time joining me for the podcast, here's what I'd like for you to know about me. First and foremost, I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Second, I don't do hustle and grind. I do spirituality and systems. And you might be wondering, what in the devil is an incredible factor? And if so, I invite you to go all the way back to the very first episode of this podcast. It's aptly titled, Exactly What is the Incredible Factor? There's even a cool worksheet that I want you to do that will help you to find yours. Oh, I will likely say some things that will make you laugh, a few things that could make you cry, and definitely make you question if you are ready to leverage your incredible factor. Remember, I'm a coach, and my job is to tell you what you don't want to hear and show you what you don't want to see, all to help you to become who God created you to be. I'm so excited that you're here. This episode is powered by the Next Level Everything Tour, visiting Washington, D.C., Atlanta, Georgia, and Newark, Delaware this February. To learn more, please visit BreakthroughInBusinessEvent.com forward slash tour. In today's episode, I am going to answer a question I get at least once a week. Once you take a bold stand for God in your business and you're extremely successful, everybody wants to know how you do it. In fact, back in 2015, I wrote a blog post and created an episode of Incredible Factor TV around it. And it's been five years, so I thought we'd remix it. Well, maybe not remix it, but at least add to it. Now, I personally hold the belief, as you know, because you've been a loyal listener of the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast, that I am a God girl and I do not apologize for it. In fact, I personally stand behind the belief that businesses that have a spiritual foundation go farther faster. And I further believe that faith and finance can peacefully coexist. They are not mutually exclusive. And I am clear that my incredible factor includes my personal relationship with God. I mean, it's the whole reason why I created the episode, The Model of Financial and Spiritual Abundance. If you are a newer listener to the podcast, no worries. I will tag that particular episode in the show notes so that you can go and check it out. In my opinion, it's a really cool thing to understand the correlation between who you are as a human being having a, or a spiritual being having a human experience and a business owner. Most people don't connect the dots. They think that their, you know, their spiritual practice is over here on the left and their business is over there on the right. But there's something amazing that happens when you allow them to come together and show up boldly in all that you do. And I'll be honest with you, I've always been a God girl, but it was not always that the God in me showed out in my business. I mean, if you knew me intimately, then you would know that I was a God girl. That would be so very obvious to you. But I was so afraid for so long that when I went out to speak, because I get booked to speak all the time, that if I took God with me, if I talked about God, I would offend people and people wouldn't like me and blah, 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 right? What holds us back are the stories that we tell ourselves. And I was definitely telling myself that story. 
And so because I told myself that that would happen, that's what happened in my mind. But the interesting thing was the people who were of faith, the believers in the room would always find me no matter what, because they could read between the lines. Well, it was 2013 when I decided to make a bold stand for God. And let me just tell you, it was a decision that I didn't make on my own. (laughs) I made the decision because I was hosting my then live event, Unleash Your Incredible Factor Live. We were down in, I think, Reston, Virginia. And um, in walks a woman who had registered the day before the event started. And she said, I don't even have a business. I don't know why. I didn't know why I was here, but this morning the Lord gave me a word for you. If you've never experienced a prophetic word, it might scare you the very first time. I had experienced prophetic words, so I wasn't scared. I was like, bring it on. I love it when God speaks to me. And you know, God will use any and everything. Most of the time he speaks to us through his word, but he'll, he will use prophets to come and share with us. And so anyway, so she goes, God said that if you would take a bold stand for him, he would make it easy for you. And I immediately in my spirit just felt such elation because I think I had been literally bursting at the seams with this desire to take this bold stand for him. But how many of you know that sometimes you need that extra measure of permission and so when the, the prophet came in and shared that word with me, it was on like popcorn or on like Donkey Kong, whichever one kind of floats your boat. And I really went full force into leveraging who I was. And it was, it was, it was gradual to me, but I think it was kind of like boom to other people, like finally. And what I noticed happened the very next year, 2014, is the probably the most impactful year of all of the years that I have been holding live events because of that event and that event in 2013 where the prophet came in there were about 78 people in the room the following year without doing anything different except taking a bold stand for God we had 265 people in the room right like can you can you imagine like and he made it easy it was so easy because I just I just stood on faith write this down Faith is the currency of God. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. That's what the Bible says. And because God works through faith, if your faith is not strong, you know what? Let me scratch that. Your faith doesn't even have to be strong. You just have to have faith, consistent faith, real faith. Faith that says that no matter what it is that I see, I refuse to allow that to impact what I know to be true. That's what faith is in in my own definition. So because of who I have become in the marketplace, because I'm bold and brazen enough to say that I combine spiritual principle with, with business growth strategy, on a consistent basis, people ask me this question. Because people, they really struggle with bringing their faith boldly into their work. Right. And I had someone ask it to me this week. And I, like I said, I, I've had it happen every week I can think of. But the, the way that they framed it this week, I thought was really, really powerful. So I initially had something else planned for the podcast this week, but I felt, felt an urging in my spirit um, to, to shift, to change my content calendar and to share this with you. It's the last week of January of 2020 at the, the time that you will, this podcast episode will air for the first time. 
I don't usually like to put a date on it so that they can be evergreen, but it's increasingly important to me that you understand that. And that's why I'm giving you the date of reference. And so the question is simply this, um, how do you consistently leverage your faith in your business to build a spiritual foundation that allows you to show up boldly and without offense to other people? And the second part of the question is, would you share the Bible verses that you reference consistently that gives you the spiritual edge in your work? Okay, so to answer the first part of the question, my answer is simply this. I'm not concerned about offending anyone. Our money says in God we trust. Our, our uh, political leaders say, God bless America. The foundation of this country, the, the whole reason why people came to America was, or a big part of the reason was to escape religious persecution. So I'm not, I'm not concerned about offending people. Um, so that's the first part of the question. And I think that you have to get to a place in your own relationship with God. And yes, I am not, nor will I ever be talking religion. I'm always only talking about relationship with God. Now, I do happen to subscribe to the doctors of Christianity, but I am not um, jaded enough to believe that that is the only way to experience God. I believe that, and I actually, it's not even a belief. It's something that I know because I've spent time, as hard as it was at the time when I was in my period of exploration and getting clarity. I don't know if I shared this story with you in a previous episode or not, but, a, but circa 24 years old, I had a very cataclysmic experience occur in my life where the bottom literally fell out. And when the bottom literally fell out, it was at the hands of church folk. And even with the church hurt on the horizon, I didn't turn away from God. In fact, it set me running toward him with everything that I had. And a big part of that for me was to understand some of the divisiveness of religion. And I remember reading the Torah. I remember reading the Quran, of course, and of course the Bible. And what I realized in my um, reading of these books is they were by and large the same. Sure, there were nuances. There were some difference, you know, the Jesus versus Muhammad, et cetera, et cetera. But in, in grand perspective, it was, it was largely the same. And I believe that religion is a separator, which is why I've even had people ask me, why don't you say your events are Christian? Because they're not just for Christians. That event that I mentioned earlier from 2014, we had Muslims, we had atheists, we had Catholics, we had Christians, we had backslidden whatevers, we had agnostic, we had every body in the building. And we had an amazing time in God because God, in my opinion, is an equalizer. He's what brings people together. It's a common and shared belief in something greater than yourself that allows people to operate at the next level. And so I don't worry about offending people. I speak my truth. I actually believe people are drawn to me because I speak my truth. And I do it in a way that isn't condescending. I do it in a way that is very all-encompassing and allowing everybody to kind of get in where they fit in. The Bible says, let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. And it is not my job to persuade anyone. Although it gives me much joy when I've 
I've helped people who were either agnostic or atheist turn towards God. Oh, that warms my heart. That warms my heart. So what I want to do in this episode is just, I want to share my favorite scriptures with you. So in 2015, I wrote a blog post. It was 15 scriptures for 2015. So it's 2020. So we're going to do 20 scriptures for 2020. Many of the scriptures are going to be the ones that are on that original post from 2015. If you want to go and Google search for it, you'll be able to find it. But I'm going to add in some new scriptures that have now for the stage of where I am in my business that have, um, that have carried me over the years. Listen to me. Being an entrepreneur, being in your own business isn't easy. If it were easy, everyone was do, would be doing it, right? And it doesn't get easier because you are a person of faith, right? But what tends to happen is that the testimony gets so much louder. It gets so much greater how you can share what you've been through and inspire someone else on that same journey. And so I'm hoping that in sharing these scriptures, there will be things that you add to your own study of the Bible. If the Bible has to be one of the books that you read, if the Bible is not one of the books that you read, that's all good. Use it as a quote, a quote that hopefully gives you a level of confidence and comfort in who you are if you have decided that you want to allow your faith to reign in your business. I have done it successfully. I have been in Fortune 10 companies and prayed at the start of my time with employees and wasn't escorted out of the building. I have been on some very large stages where I started with prayer and was not asked to leave. So I believe that prayer is an equalizer and fortunately or unfortunately, depending upon how you choose to look at it, the country we live in today, we need much prayer, much, much prayer. And prayer, in my opinion, is just literally an understanding and a knowing that there is something greater than yourself that has the ability to shape and influence what it is that goes on around you. And so from that vantage point, I would like to present you with my top 20 scriptures for 2020. I will um, probably also at least do this as a blog post. It probably won't make it into the show notes because it would make the show notes humongous, but I, what I will probably do is at least either create a, um, a cheat sheet for you that you'll be able to go and download, or I will put it on our blog so that you'll be able to go and reference them. Um, so let's jump in. So we're going to start in no particular order. I'm going to start with Proverbs 31. You guys know the virtuous woman book or chapter in Proverbs, but I'm going to, I'm going to share Proverbs 31, 21. And it reads, strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall re rejoice in time to come. What I love about the scripture and how this scripture serves me in my business is it, it helps me to remember that I am strong and that I am a woman of integrity. And if, when I operate in integrity in all ways, I will rejoice. Everything that I am due to experience will be experienced by me because I allow strength and honor to be my clothing. And so, and, and that's in always, in every way being in integrity. I know that this season I will do a further um, episode on integrity. So we won't spend a tremendous amount of time here, here now. But what I will say is that if you aren't operating in, in integrity, you need to get there because that could be part of the reason why your business is not as successful as you want for it to be. Second scripture I love is Romans 8 and 31, which reads, what shall we say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? I mean, come on, like seriously. That's why I, in taking that bold stand for God back in 2014, 
noticed such uh, momentum, such gain. I mean, we went into our best year ever in 2014 at that particular point in time and only increased it by 2015. We, we more than doubled what we had done the previous year into the millions. Because if God is for you, who can be against you? I mean, this should be like your, your soul cry. When you wake up every single morning, you should be saying, if God is for me, who could be against me? And from that vantage point, you go forth and do your work. The next one is Ephesians 3 and 20. I love, 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 love Ephesians 3 and 20. And it reads, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. This is what I love about this scripture. Not only will God do more than you could ever think about, and there are so many others, right? Another across scripture is eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man that which God has for those who love him. But he will do way more than you can think. So think a thought. Think, think about your goal for your business in 2020. Now imagine exceedingly abundantly above all that you could think about that particular goal according to the power that is at work within you right now. Yeah, that's what God would do. Like, see, if you're not using the, the Bible as scripture reference to fuel you, to give you the confidence and courage that you need in order to take your business to the next level, yo, you are missing out. You are so missing out. We're going to be here all day if I don't keep it moving. The next scripture is Numbers 23 and 19, an Old Testament for my Old Testament lovers. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said it and shall he not do it? Hath he... Hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? Basically, what this is saying is if you have been made a promise by God, he will do it. He is not a man. He's not going to lie to you. He honors his word. His word will never return to him void. So if you are in relationship and connection with God and through that connection, he is unearthing in you a promise to build your business to a level that you cannot ever ask of or think. Wait for it. Right? I don't know if this is on the list. Habakkuk 2 and 3 says, though it tarry, wait for it. Wait for it. It will surely come because he is not a man that he should lie. I hope that your spirit is being piqued by me sharing these scriptures. And I've only done four. Okay. Next one is Deuteronomy 8 and 18. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. And so he confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. That means today, right now. God is giving you the power to create wealth right now. Your business entrepreneur is how you create wealth. You already have the power to be wealthy. So if you are experiencing lack or struggle in your business, it's because you're not tapping in where you need to be tapping in. This is a big part of the reason why I shifted my work and why I now teach people how to apply these scriptural references to the spiritual principles because God is principled. And when you understand his principles, you get to unlock the promises of the principles, right? And as business people, we should be principled. A principle is nothing more than a system. God uses systems in order to um, share with you what it is that he has for you. John 10 and 10, I have come that thy might have life and that they, they might have it more abundantly. This is what it's all about, an abundant life experience. The reason we quit our good jobs, right? Fingers in air quotes, our good jobs is because we wanted to experience no cap on our ability to, to get to abundance. And that is what has been set aside for you. When you own that and walk in that boldly, 
it will in fact be yours. We live in a very abundant universe. Nothing is lacking. How else can you explain billionaires and broke people all at the same time? Nothing is lacking. You have to decide for yourself and go forth and take the actions. You have to give God something to bless, but he will gladly give to you what it is that you desire. Next one, Second Timothy 1 and 7. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The Bible tells us to fear not more than 365 times. Did you know that? A little fast fun fact for you. Yet entrepreneurs still fear and still let fear stop them from building businesses and changing the lives they were called to serve. When you leverage the power, love, and your sound mind, you can truly usher transformation into your life first and into the lives of others without fear. Fear, by the way, is the opposite of faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. So when you are in fear, you are not pleasing. God, you are not pleasing anyone, right? Proverbs 23 and seven, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you believe that you will build a thriving business in your heart, you will. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the things that we share with our clients and our prospective clients, the things that we share in the marketplace come out of our hearts. So what does your heart say about you? And if your heart is not saying all that you intend your business to be, you need to come to Breakthrough. <laughs> Shout out for Breakthrough in Business, which will be going down this May, May 20th through the 22nd. You can learn more about Breakthrough in Business at BreakthroughInBusinessEvent.com. Breakthrough as this quick sidebar, it has taken on a, a life of its own is a three-day mindset shift and spiritual alignment incubator to help entrepreneurs experience leverage and growth. Now we are this year adding in some leverage content. So you, I will be teaching on business and how to leverage your business to go to the next level because our theme is next level everything. But you need to be there because it's designed to get you out of fear and into action. Philippians 4 and 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So when you're feeling anxiety, it's a form of fear. It just is. And when you stop being afraid and instead you pray and express gratitude, you position yourself to break through your fears and get what it is that you want at the next level. Again, if you are anxious for anything, you need to be at breakthrough this May. Matthew 6 and 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added unto you. I don't really think I need to say anything else about that, but even in your business, all things shall be added when you seek him first. And what I want to just encourage you to do, this is what God told me many years ago. When I first started my business, actually it was, I wasn't at the start of my business. I was doing my very first event and um, I was coming off of my Mary Kay Cosmetics experience and momentum that was there. And um, I was doing this first event and it was a, and it was an empowerment breakfast and I had invited all of these well not all of these I had maybe four or five speakers and um, I was working on the program and there was scripture everywhere and my event manager who I believe was agnostic was like uh, yeah no people are going to be offended by that and I owe me of little faith I I believed her I I backed down. But what I, one of the things that I did in backing down is I went and I prayed because whenever I get confused or unclear, I pray and I ask God, what would he have me to do? And what God said is people need to feel me, but not everybody's ready to experience me. I think there's been a shift in the marketplace that now people are ready to experience and, 
and, and see God for who he is, which is why you'll notice that lots more people are talking about their faith. They may not be doing it to the magnitude that I am and integrating it into their business growth strategy, but a lot more people are doing it. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. We have only just begun when we start operating our business and we start showing up fully in our gifts and talents. But you have to know that if God started it and he did, he will finish it. It will be complete. It will work. They will get it. You will achieve the goals, but you have got to believe it and you have got to see yourself the way God sees you. Proverbs 16 and three, commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. When you create your business plan, share it with God. Let it be a God-inspired plan because he will make sure that you accomplish it. There's nothing like inviting God to be a part of your business. And it's simple. You know, it's just like when, when people that are not Christian become Christian and they pray the prayer of salvation to allow Jesus to become their Lord and Savior. It's very similar to that. In fact, if you'd like, you can pray it right along with me right now. Dear God, Thank you for being in my life. I now invite you into my business, God. Be the CEO of my life and my business. Use my business for your glory and for your good, that others might be drawn to you as a result of the work that you have equipped me to do. Thank you. Amen. It's that simple. It's that simple. You literally just invited God into your business and I'm happy for you. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I love this scripture. It gives me such comfort because God has already figured it all out. <laughs> and all I have to do is to keep taking action towards my goals, right? I don't know if, I can't remember if it's in here or not, but I, I did put in, um, in previous lists, the scripture in, I think it's Proverbs 3. And, oh yeah, I do have it in here. Um, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, right? That's Psalm 37 and 4. My interpretation of that scripture is that when you delight yourself in the Lord, everything in you was put there by him. So that means he, he, he wants you to have a business and he wants you to be a success. Your job is to find the time on a daily basis to experience his goodness and grace and express gratitude that your desires mirror his. That's pretty, pretty powerful, right? Proverbs 29 and 18, where there's no vision, the people perish. If you're truly going to be a business owner, then you have to have vision enough to make your business work. And if you're not a forward-thinking business owner, your business won't live very long on its own. But this is why we have coaches and mentors who can assist you in the process, right? Habakkuk 2 and 2 and 3. And the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that he may run that read it. Though it tarry, wait for it. This is like business plan 101. This is why, whether it's full blown business plan with executive summaries and marketing plans and financial management plans, et cetera, or if it's just a general strategy for what you're doing in this season in your business, you gotta write the vision down. And then it says that he may run that read it. So once the vision has been read, an action must be taken. Did you catch that? <laughs> you have to take an action. You cannot just write it down and sit on it. You have to move with it. And though it may not come when you want it, know that it will surely come 
So I love that. Though it tarry, wait for it. James 2 and 26. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. I love this scripture because I say, and I say it all the time, you have to give God something to bless, which can only come through action. It's actually perfect after reading Habakkuk 2 and 2, because it's not enough to believe that you can have a thriving business. You have to take actions that are consistent and synonymous with a thriving business, right? You've got to think of yourself like a CEO. Most entrepreneurs, when they come into the marketplace, they inappropriately give themselves the title of CEO. You can't be a CEO if there's nothing to EO over, <laughs> right? You have to be able to lead and guide other people. Can't just be you in your business. But you have the potential to become a CEO by taking the consistent actions that you need, growing the business, and then needing to scale through hiring a team right? Matthew 7 and 7, asking it will be given to you, seek and ye shall find, knock and the door will be open to you. It's a universal principle, right? It gets a lot of people in trouble. Truthfully, it's not enough to ask. You have to believe and, if, and don't doubt what, for what you ask. For as soon as you do, you invite discord and misalignment to come into your business if you don't believe it. And this is part of the reason why so many people get their panties in a bunch when it pertains to asking things of God. They ask and then they back out of the ask because of their unbelief or their, their unbelief or their doubt. And then it doesn't show up and then they want to blame, they want to blame God. It isn't God, it's you and your wishy-washiness. You have got to be steadfast and unmovable in your faith in order to really unlock the things that you desire of God. Last two, Romans 8 and 28. Oh, every day I think I say this. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Entrepreneurship is an interesting place and it is often synonymous with fair, failure and setback. But when you know that there is a purpose for your work and you are clear that you are on an assignment, you will remember that all things, even the bad things, are working together for your good. I think about even when I filed bankruptcy, it was for my good. Even when I fired all of my employees and started from scratch, it was for my good. Even when I fired clients that weren't the right fit for me, it was for my good. It is all for my good and it is all for your good. And the last one, my favorite, 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 favorite. I think every time I go somewhere to speak, I use this scripture because it is just that juicy good. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God approved you and called you prophets. It's actually my foundational scripture for my company. I leverage this to help others step into their divine gifts and talents and show them how to build wealth through entrepreneurship because God already approved you. That means you don't need to, you know, learn anything else. Now, now I got a little asterisk there because if you, if what you do is something that requires licensure, please be licensed. We don't need, we don't need no problems. Right. But I, I meet a lot of people who think if once I go back to school and I get this credential or once I do this, then I'll be able to. I literally was just having a conversation with someone the other day and uh, we had talked about her raising her rates and she said she couldn't raise her rates until people knew who she was. <laughs> Listen to me. God knows who you are. That's the only person that really matters. That's enough to be able to go forth and do what you need to do through marketing consistently to get other people to know who you are. Um, I hope that in sharing this list of scriptures with you, um, I've added some value. I've added some value. And what I would love for you to do if you enjoyed this episode is definitely leave a review, rate it, and subscribe to the podcast and share it with someone you know. Um, 
what I am going to work with my team to do is to create a cheat sheet of these scriptures and you'll be able to download it and we'll put all of that in the show notes for you. But my prayer right now for you is that you realize the power that comes with leveraging your spirituality in your business every single day and doing it in a way that honors you and gives your clients a level of comfort with who you are. We don't have to be ostentatious, um, which is, I think, part of the reason why so many people shy away from bringing their spirituality in. I used to think that... um, I used to think that people didn't want them to be combined, but I realized there wasn't this crazy yearning for it. And so when I crossed over in my business and made this firmly who I am, I noticed such an outpouring of people coming in my direction because they've been looking for this. I, like I said, I get this question at least once a week. So I, I hope that this has blessed you. I hope that you will take these scriptures. You will go into the Bible and you will read what happens just before and what happens just after to get even more context of how you can use these in your business. And if you would like some support around how to integrate spiritual principles into your business, then I do invite you to apply to have a conversation with me or a member of my team about working with us in one of our programs. I do just want to warn you that we are designed for people that have been in business and not for people who are just starting a business. Our work is about leverage and scale. And we want to take you from being stuck at five or six figures to being significant at six or seven figures. That's our mission. That's what we do. And if you fall into that category, if you've been in the same place for multiple years and you know that you've got something greater inside of you and you just have been unable to get it out, that's my gift. That's what God brought me here to do. And nothing will bring me more joy than to share that with you. You can go to workwithdarnielle.com, workwithdarnielle.com. Thank you guys for your time and your attention. I'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast. I'd really love to help you grow a business that funds the life you crave while doing work that shakes the planet. Get started today by applying for a discovery session with me or a member of my team at darnielle.com forward slash session. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, you do deserve a business that funds the life you crave. Take care.